because the Bible said that he came down from heaven and reached into the depths of the waters. He rescued me from the depths of, are you with me today? But, but, but maybe you don't know that text and you're not familiar with it, but you do know this. You, you've heard this song. It says, uh, when the storms of life are raging and the billows roll, I'm so glad that he shall hide me. That's why I'm safe. I said, that's why I'm safe. When stuff gets too much, that's why I'm safe. When the depression keeps me down, that's why I'm safe. When my family get on my neck, come on somebody, that's why I'm safe. I ain't talking about mine, I'm talking about yours. How come on now? When the addiction got you down, that's why I'm safe in his arms. But maybe you don't know that song, but you know Donald Lawrence said, Lord, deliver me. Although all I do is hurt, Lord, deliver me. You got to look at your situation and say, this is my exodus. You got to look at what you're going through and say, this is my exodus. How? Because he'll pull me out. Y'all got to give yourself or give the Pathfinders a round of applause. I don't know what y'all did during that presentation. I left to use the bathroom, came back, it was balls all over the floor. I don't know what would happen. I don't know what was going on, but I'm so glad to be here. I don't know if I should be thankful for the introduction or embarrassed. I do not know. But I am thankful for my mother who raised three children by herself. What do you say? I want to also acknowledge Gabe because he was looking good up there, wasn't he? <laughs> kind of remind me of myself. Come on, somebody. Uh, I, I think a girlfriend might be coming his way. That's all right. Pray for the brother. Pray for him. I, I remember being a Pathfinder. I was a Pathfinder. I know direct, uh, Director Gardner. I don't have my uniform on. I, if I put it on, it would have been so tight. It would have been looking like Steve Urkel. So I decided not to wear it today. But I do remember being a Pathfinder. I remember how Levante would have us sneaking around on the campgrounds at night, running from the, uh, from the pastors, some of somebody. <laughs> I remember being a Pathfinder. I remember, I remember I used to get so mad because, Director Gardner, you have to forgive me, but she would work us like a dog. We would go to honor retreat, and she would cry out, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, and then have us do 100 jumping jacks right in front of her. That was torture. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I remember being a pathfinder. It was a good experience. It was a beneficial experience, and I'm so glad to come back home today. I was invited to go to Florida, but Ipsy is more important to me. What do you say? And so we have a word from the Lord. Thank you, Gabby, for reading the scripture today. There is a word from the Lord, not from Chase Wilder, but from the Lord. And so if you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Matthew and the 14th chapter. Matthew chapter 14, looking at verse 22. I want to thank Director Reed for inviting me and thank your pastor for allowing me to speak today. You see, he changed stuff, so I got to preach down here, not up there. And there's one problem that I have with your pastor, just one problem. He preached so good, he make it hard for the guests to preach. So, so y'all pray for the brother today. Matthew and the 14th chapter. Matthew chapter 14, when you have it, please stand as we read God's Word. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. I'm going to read from the New American Standard Bible. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. And the Bible begins by saying immediately. Somebody say immediately. immediately. 
Afterward, he compelled his disciples to get into the boat to go ahead of him to the other side while he was sending the crowds away. And after he had sent the crowds away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And it was evening and he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Somebody say contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples say, saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, let me come out onto the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt me? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped. And those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. I want to preach today from the subject, he pulled me out. He pulled me out. You may be seated. He pulled me out. He pulled me out. Our text is interesting to me because it begins by Jesus, the Bible says, compelling. That means he commanded, he forced his disciples to get into the boat. And I find it strange because it seems as if the disciples did not want to do what Jesus had asked them to do. And I don't know about you. I, I came to be honest in the house of God. Is that all right? Sometimes God makes us do things that we really don't want to do. But see, out of obedience to him and, and, and faith in him, we have to do what God wants us to do because we must recognize that when God gives a command, it's not because he's trying to be a tyrant or a dictator, but it's because God is trying to teach us something that we need in the moment. And so he compelled his disciples, the Bible says, to get into the boat. Jesus had just finished a long day. It was a long day. He, uh, he had just heard about the, the beheading of John the Baptist. So it was a sad day. It was a rough day for him. But he went on to the mountainside. And the Bible says that while Jesus was preaching, 5,000 plus people gathered around on the mountain. And the people got hungry. So Jesus decided that they was going to have a fish fry. They had fried salmon and, 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 and five uh, red lobster biscuits on that day, and that's what Jesus fed 5,000-plus people. Now it's 5,000-plus because it did not count the women and children. And so Jesus just finished a long day of feeding 5,000 families, and because Jesus is just so bad and so cool, they decided that they wanted to make him king, but that was not his purpose for coming on earth. He came to save, not to rule. Are you with me? And so Jesus decides, look, this is not really the right situation for us right now. So disciples, what I need you to do is get in the boat. I'm going to go send these people away. And matter of fact, I want you guys to start heading on to the other side of the lake. And I'm just going to take a few minutes to pray and talk to my father. Sometimes when life gets a little rough, you got to take a little time to get away. Come on, somebody. I believe in something called self-care. What do you say? And my self-care is with Jesus. Come on, somebody. And so Jesus took a minute. He went on to the mountain, and the disciples got into the boat. And I believe the disciples were probably waiting for Jesus a little bit. 
But see, Jesus was just so in tune with his father that he took a little too long. So the disciples said, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to launch out into the sea. It was the Sea of Galilee. And you must understand, the Sea of Galilee was a place for frequent storms. And so as the disciples get into the boat and they start to get onto the sea, the Bible says a storm began. Now, these are fishermen, not all of them, but at least four of them were fishermen. And so fishermen, they should not be, uh, uh, storms should not be unfamiliar to fishermen. As a matter of fact, if you read the book of Matthew, you will discover that the disciples had already been in a storm once before, and Jesus just spoke to the water, and the water stopped. Come on, somebody. And so they understand that if anything, it, they'll be all right because they know a man named Jesus. But the Bible says that the waves were just so strong and, and the wind was just so against them that the, the boat started to rock and shake and the disciples fell in terror because the storm seemed too difficult for them to handle. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been through some storms in my life. Sometimes things will happen in your life when, when you don't know how to handle it and you don't know what to do and you don't think you know if you're going to be able to make it and you don't think you're going to be able to get through this because the storm is rocking and it's shaking up your life and it's just tearing you down and you get scared, you get frustrated, but don't forget that Jesus is on the mountain. When life seems rough, we have a father who is up in heaven and, and Jesus is calling out his name saying, God, help my children down there. So the disciples are getting a little frustrated, y'all. But see, the problem that I notice in the text is that the disciples are focused on the waves. Uh, the waves are the thing that they can see. The waves are the thing that is shaking their life in the moment. That's what they are focused on because that's what they can see. But it's because they do not recognize that the waves are being manipulated by a power that they cannot see. Y'all ain't caught it yet. Let me say it one more time. The waves are the thing that they can see, but they don't understand that there is a power behind the waves. It's called the wind. It's working against them that they can't see. And I think that's something we struggle with today is that sometimes we focus on what we can see because we don't recognize that there's a power behind what we see that's manipulating the situation. Uh, let me make it plain. Uh, we see depression, but we don't recognize the devil is trying to use that against us. Are you with me today? We see a financial problem. We see a marital problem. We see that our teachers get on our nerves. We see that our parents get on our nerves. Or maybe our children get on. But, but, but we must understand that the devil is manipulating situations to try to get the best. Are you with me today? But wait, pause, young people, I got to help you out for a minute here. I got to talk to the old folks right now, and I need to make sure you understand is that sometimes we see the young people outside of church, and, and we see them doing the wrong thing, and we see them uh, not hanging with the right crowd, and so we get a little stressed out, and we get frustrated, and instead of helping them, we judge them. But we must recognize that we need to be calling on Jesus because there's a force behind them that's working through to try to keep them away. From Are you with me today? We've got to recognize that there's a devil that's working against us. And even though we can't see it, we know a God who can. So the disciples are on the boat. And, and, and Mark's gospel, because this story was written in three of the gospels, Mark's gospel records that as they were trying to fight the waves, they were straining. Y'all know what it means to strain, right? You know when you bench pressing? Ah. Now, I don't bench press. Come on, pray for the pastor. 
but I didn't seen a few TikTok videos. And, and I know that when, when they, when they bench pressing on TikTok, sometimes uh, the weight gets a little too heavy, and so they start to strain. Are you following me today? But see, the thing about it is when you strain in, you got to make sure you have a spotter. Are y'all with me now? See, I got a spotter named Jesus. When life gets too rough, I can just call on Jesus. When the going gets too left, all I got to do is say his name, and Jesus is my spotter, and he lifts my weight from me because he's stronger than what I can handle. They were straining on the sea. The waves were rocking, and the, the waves were shaking, and the wind was pushing them away from the land. But notice this. Jesus is in the mountain. Are y'all with me now? He's in the mountain, and the disciples are on the water. Jesus is in the mountain, and the disciples are on the water. Jesus is on the land. But the wind is pushing the disciples further and further away from Jesus. In other words, the wind is causing a separation between the disciples and Jesus. See, this is why you got to be careful is because the devil is trying his best to separate us from Jesus. You got to be careful with the waves that come in your life. Sometimes the devil will send the wave of bad friends to try to separate you from Jesus. Sometimes the devil will send the wave of, of, of substances and the, the wave of a toxic boyfriend and the wave of addiction to try to separate you from Jesus because he's trying to push you away from Christ. But see, what I like about the text is when the waves are pushing them, Jesus just doesn't watch the waves do it. Jesus decides to come down and help his disciples. I know that in the Bible there is this story called the plan of salvation. And the plan of salvation says that Satan has been trying his best to push God's people further and further and further away from Jesus. But the Bible says he came down from heaven and was born in a virgin and, and walked among men. He came down and died for you and me. But, but he went back up. And right now, he is pushing us further and further away from Jesus. The devil is trying, but I praise God because the Bible says Jesus is going to come down one more time. He will not let me be separated from him forever. So the Bible says if he went up, he'll come back down. And when he comes down the second time, he'll take me with him because he wants me to be with him. Uh, Jesus came down from the mountain. And it's crazy because when Jesus comes down, he does not stop the storm. Mark's gospel says that when Jesus came down, it was his intention to just walk past the disciples. Let me pause and teach. Can I teach the Bible for a minute? Uh, the story is told in three out of four of the gospels. Now, now, there are two types of Gospels. How many types of Gospels did I say? Two types of Gospels. There's one called the Synoptic Gospels. Y'all been to school. You know what a synopsis is. It's a summary of the life of Jesus. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke, these are called the Synoptic Gospels. The second category is called the Johannine Gospels, which is the Gospel of John. Remember, the Synoptic Gospels have the purpose of telling a synopsis. That's a summary on the life of Jesus. Are y'all with me today? The Johannine Gospel, which is the book of John, has the purpose of proving to you the power of Jesus. Listen to this, because John says that Christ is the Word 
who was God himself that came down and became flesh and walked among men. So the book of John will tell you stories just to prove that Christ is God. And this story, which is recorded in Matthew, that's what we read, is mentioned in Mark, but it's also mentioned in John. In other words, the purpose of this story is to prove to you the power of God. It is to prove to you that no matter what you're going through, God is able to take care of it. Do I have somebody in here that just believes that God is able? Do I have somebody in here that knows that they've been through something, but God helped them go through? Are you with me today? God is able. And so the Bible says that Jesus just wanted to walk by because he was hoping that while the storm was taking place, he would just walk by and the disciples would see him and be like, oh, oh wait, we good. There go Jesus, we good. L let me illustrate it. See, when I was a kid, sometimes you had some teachers that be trying to test you. Huh? Had some teachers that try to test you and they try to treat you crazy, but you can't say nothing because they supposed to be the adults in the room. But well, that's okay, I'd go home and tell my mama. And my mama would come to school and I'd be embarrassed, not for me, but for them. Because when mama walked in the room, all I had to do was sit back comfortably because I knew she was gonna tear that teacher's butt. Are y'all with me today? She was gonna light up in them. I knew that whenever my mother stepped in the room, she was going to defend her child because she cared about me. And so it was, when the disciples saw Jesus, they were supposed to just know Jesus was gonna take care of them. See, that's why you got to learn how to have a good prayer life with Christ. Are you with me today? You got to learn that when life gets rough and, and things get bad and stuff happens that you can't handle, all you got to do is call on Jesus and he'll walk right into the room that you're sitting in and the devil that has been tormenting you will have to run out of there like a bat straight out of hell. Are you hearing me today? God will take care of what you're going through. So he just said, let me just, let me just walk by. But see, the disciples, y'all got to listen to this. This is, this, is, this is good. I didn't come up with it so I can say that, you know. This is all the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. The disciples, when they saw Jesus, they confused Christ, the text says, for a ghost. And the emotion in which they received from the waves, they began to associate with Jesus. Let me say it one more time. The emotion that they received from the waves, they began to associate with Jesus. Now remember, the waves is the wind's way of pushing the disciples away from Jesus. <clears throat> and sometimes the devil will try to use things to push you further and further away from Christ. Matter of fact, let me, let me say this. Sometimes the devil will use church people. Nasty, toxic, judgmental, mean church people to try to, are y'all with me today? <laughs> to try to push you further and further away from Jesus. But can I talk to someone who's been through some church hurt? I need to let you know that just because you experience a certain emotion from the church, that don't mean you got to associate that same emotion with Jesus. In other words, just because sister so-and-so hurt you, that don't mean Jesus hurt you. Just because sister so-and-so is judgmental, that don't mean Jesus is judgmental. Because oftentimes you must understand the church is a bad representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me today? And so they associate. 
The disciples, the disciples associate the ways with Jesus because they do not recognize that Jesus is not there to hurt them. Jesus is there to save them. So he just walked by. But see, see y'all be reading this thing, right? And, and Peter, when Jesus walked by, now Peter think it's a ghost too because <clears throat> he wanted the disciples, Right? Peter, when he walks by, Peter has the bright idea. Lord, if it is you, if it's really you, even though I think it's a ghost, and even though it's a storm on the outside, if it's really you, Lord, let me walk out on the water. Now, see, this is how I know Peter wasn't black. <laughs> see, because, because black people, you, you done seen the, the horror movies, you know, when a black person sees a ghost, we be out of, out of there so quick. Are, are you with me today? If Peter was one of us, if he was like me, I tell you what, them disciples would have said, I think it's a ghost outside. And Peter would have said, well, ain't got nothing to do with me. Because you know what? I'm staying right here in the boat. They would have been like, Peter, no going out there. Peter would have said, you know what? (laughs) I wish I would. (laughs) I ain't going nowhere near that ghost. I'm staying right here in the boat. But Peter had the dumb idea, the dumb idea to walk out on the water. Now, Now, I know Peter actually was able to succeed for a moment. But y'all need to recognize that if Peter never walked out there in the first place, he would have never been in the position where he might have drowned. If he just stayed in the boat and trusted God on the water, he would have never been in the position where he might have drowned. And, and, and it's Black History Month, y'all, and I got to say this because, because, you know, we family, we all been touched and kissed by nature's son. And so there's something I really need to say, because I I believe that sometimes we blame society for everything we're going through. But we need to start taking accountability for some of the stuff we deal in, we we, we done put on ourselves. Are you with me today? And, And the truth of the matter is, is that if you want something better for yourself, God will give it to you. If you want a better future, God will give it to you. God will help you get that degree. God will help you overcome that sin. God will keep you away from that toxic boy. God will save yours. If you want it, God will help you walk on water because he did it for Peter. But we just got to be willing to take accountability for our part in the process. Peter on the water. One foot. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be two foot. Okay. Jesus, it must be you. But see, Peter, as we have historically preached it, was so consumed again with the waves, he took his eyes off of Jesus. Y'all stay with me. Is that sometimes we end up in situations we don't need to be in because we stop focusing on Jesus. Sometimes the reason why our situations get the best of us is because we turned away from Jesus. That's why the Bible says, if you just seek ye first the kingdom of God, all that other stuff, he'll take care of it. So I understand the stress is getting to you, but seek ye first. I understand depression is beating you down, but seek ye first. I understand you're struggling with a sin and you just can't seem to kick it, but seek ye first. And God will give you the victory and God will be with you and God will walk beside you if you just keep your eyes on the prize. And Jesus is the prize. So, so Peter, Peter started walking 
<laughs> and I don't know how God did it. See, that's the thing. I was, I was talking to somebody, and they said, you know what? I can't believe in God because there's just some stuff in the Bible that just don't make sense. I said, yeah, God don't make sense. You know why? Because I ain't God. If he made sense, then I would be him. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God is far greater than science itself because God made science. Are you hearing me? So I can't explain it. I don't know if God froze it so that it felt like it was ice but still looked like waves. I don't know. I do not know if God somehow transformed the properties of liquid and turned them into a solid. You know, because they're solids, liquids, and gas. Oh, I took a science class. Come on, somebody. I do not know what Jesus did in order to transform the water so that he could walk. Maybe he gave Peter some, some supernatural boots that just keep you levitating from on top of the water. I don't know, but I know he did it. I don't know how God brought me from a mighty long way, but I know he did it. I don't know how God can save you, but I know he can do it. Because I trust in the power of God. And I've seen him do things that I cannot explain. But I don't need to explain it. I just know he did it. So the Bible says Peter walking on the water, but Peter stopped looking at Jesus. And, and because Peter stopped looking at Jesus, in a moment he started drowning. In a moment he fell down. Do you know what it's like when life gets you so beat? It feels like everything you're going through is making you drown. You ain't got to be old. You don't have to be young to know what I'm going through. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Life sometimes tears you up. Your family stress gets to you. Your, your school stress gets to you. Your, your personal problems get to you, and you feel like you're drowning. And you're wondering, how is it possible for me to come out of this? How will I ever make it out of the situation that I'm currently in? How will I overcome my sin? How will I overcome this, this problem I'm dealing with? How will I pass that class? How will I deal with this relationship? How will I handle my family? How will I? Can I tell you how you're going to do it? See, sometimes I get invited to preach some places. And so I was invited up to preach in New York. And it was out on a lake. I was feeling like I was somebody. I was invited to preach and it had a lake. And they said, Pastor, we want you to get on the lake with us. I said, well, you know, I don't really... I know how to swim, but I don't really like to swim, so I don't know. But they said, no, no, come on, get on the lake. And there were some kids there, and they said, we want you to get on the banana boat. Now, let me tell you what banana boat is. Big tube, you know what it is, and it's shaped like a banana. You're supposed to get on top of it, you know, hold on to the little strap, and the boat is connected by a long rope to this big motorboat, and the motorboat just pulls the boat. But see, the person who was driving the boat, they call him Evil Santa because he got a big beard. <laughs> they call him Evil Santa, and, and, and he show sure is evil. Because he, he figured out a way that, that if he could just cut it to the right real quick and then cut it right back to the left, it would send the banana boat flying this way, then that way, then it would come back and hit a wave. And when it hit the wave, the boat would go flying up in the air. So I could see the evil in his eye because I saw the rearview mirror. And I know what he was thinking. He said, I'm going to get that boy. And so, and, so, and so there the boat goes. It hits the wave, and now it's flying up in the air. The kids are still on, but I'm flying in the air too. But I sure ain't holding on to the boat. 
And so there I am flying in the air. Now I'm in the water. And I'm not drowning, but I'm in the water. But, but when the boat comes back around, I'm trying my best to get back onto the boat. But see, I ain't got much muscle down here. Y'all pray for me. And not only that, as I was trying, I kept slipping off the banana boat. So I'm trying to get on, and I'm holding on to the strap. And, and, and the boat driver, he said, is he on yet? And one of the kids said, nah, he's struggling still. And so I'm struggling. I'm really trying to get on. But there was a 13-year-old boy. He looked at me. He said, Pastor, don't try to do it yourself. He said, grab on to me, and I'll pull you out of this thing. See, if you got yourself down into a situation where you feel like you're drowning, you can't get up by yourself. You got to grab onto Jesus and let him pull you out of that thing. And I believe that when Gabby read that scripture, the Holy Ghost started moving because the Bible said that he came down from heaven and reached into the depths of the waters. He rescued me from the depths. So are you with me today? But, but, but maybe you don't know that text and you're not familiar with it, but you do know this. You, you've heard this song. It's it says, uh, when the storms of life are raging and the billows roll, I'm so glad that he shall hide me. That's why I'm safe. I said, that's why I'm safe. When stuff gets too much, that's why I'm safe. When the depression keeps me down, that's why I'm safe. When my family get on my neck, come on somebody, that's why I'm safe. I ain't talking about mine, I'm talking about yours. How, come on now. When the addiction got you down, that's why I'm safe in his arms. But maybe you don't know that song, but you know Donald Lawrence said, Lord, deliver me. Although all I do is hurt, Lord, deliver me. You got to look at your situation and say, this is my exodus. You got to look at what you're going through and say, this is my exodus. How? Because he'll pull me out. Are you hearing me today? I believe God is able to pull us out. No matter what you're going through, I serve a God that is stronger than my situation. As a detail, I forgot to tell you, but I'm going to tell you as we close. I'm going to tell you as you close. Could we play I Surrender All? There's one detail. When Jesus came down from the, the mountain, the Bible says he started walking on water. Now, the reason why I didn't say this detail earlier is because it didn't seem like it was that important. Because the truth of the matter is, Matthew is not telling this for the first time. Matthew is telling the second time that Jesus is walking on water. So in other words, for Jesus to walk on water, it's like it's just a regular Tuesday. It don't take much for Jesus to perform miracles. It's just a regular Tuesday. But see, that's the thing you need to understand, is the waves were keeping them down. The waves were shaking their life. The wind was blowing to the point that they did not know if they would be able to make it to the other side. But Jesus somehow was able to be stronger than the waves and just walk right through. So your situation might seem like it's keeping you down. The devil might seem like he's shaking up your life and you don't know what to do. But Jesus is so much stronger than the devil that when the devil is standing in the way of Jesus, Jesus just got to walk right over him. Because the devil cannot stand to stay in the presence of God because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So I want you to listen to me very carefully. I got two appeals, just two. Somebody in here is struggling with something in their life. 
and it seems like it's keeping you down. It feels like you're drowning. You may be young, you may be old, you're a pathfinder, you may not be a pathfinder. Church member, it doesn't matter. It feels like it's keeping you down. And you say, I need special prayer so Jesus can pull me out. If that's you, I want you to stand. That's it. I want you to stand. I have one more appeal. But if you feel that something is consuming your life, and you want special prayer, just stand. And I'm going to pray for you right now. Just stand. I'm going to wait. I'm going to ask the pastor to come and stand with me for this next appeal. I need special prayer. Dr. Chancey, if you could come stand with me. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. The Holy Ghost has spoken to you in this week with or without the preaching. And you say, today I want to make up my mind. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I want to make up my mind to let Jesus pull me out of the mess that the devil has got me in. And so I want to surrender my life to Christ and give it over to him fully. If that's you, you want to say, I want to submit to Jesus and accept him as my Lord and Savior who can pull me out of everything. I want you to raise your hand, and the pastor and I will pray for you. I want to accept Jesus today as my Lord and Savior. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Lord, we thank you because you love us to pull us out. Lord, we thank you because the stuff we're going through, it has not caused us to drown and die yet, but Lord, we're still here, which means there's an opportunity for Jesus to save us still. And so we're here today because you came down in your spirit, through your spirit right now in this church. You came down and spoke to us and stretched your arm out and grabbed some people out from the depths of the sea. So, Father, those four people that raised their hand, I'm asking that you fill their heart with the love of Jesus. I'm asking you fill their souls and their minds with your grace and your mercy so that they might be encircled with you and that the waves of life that are, they are struggling with, Lord, that they will experience the deliverance and rescuing from only your divine hand. To the others that, raised, that stood, Lord, I'm asking that you be with them. They might be going through some waves that's causing their life to crash and tumble and, and shake. But God, you're able to calm the storm. So I thank you. I thank you. And now as we leave this place, Lord, don't let us leave you. The devil going to try his best to push us away. But Lord, I pray that you chase after us each and every day lest we forget you. I thank you, Lord, in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. Amen.